Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Now, this is important because the moment we begin to agree with a word or with a seed that is planted into our mind, we give that thing power and authority to grow. All right, so when, when God speaks a word to us, uh, it, it, we are supposed to agree with the word of God. With the word of God, we're supposed to agree with His word, right? In the same manner, when the devil when the devil speaks a word to us, and when people speak words to us, and we know the devil speaks lies, so everything he says is, is not truthful. It's lies, all right. And when people uh, speak negative words to us, uh, if we begin to agree with these things, they will become rooted, and it will it will give them power to grow. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, everybody. I'm glad that y'all are here with us today. Um, I'm excited that you're here to join in with us. Uh, so just take a seat, get comfortable, and open your ears up. I ask that the Lord opens your ears up, open the understanding of your hearts to receive this message today. And uh, we're just going to dive right in, okay? So um, today what we're going to be talking about um, is a part of the soul that we oftentimes neglect, that we don't pay enough attention to, um, and that's uh, the part of the soul called the mind. Now, your soul is divided into three parts. You got your mind, you have your will, and you have your emotions, okay? Um, so when we go to Genesis 2 and 7, it reads, And the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the, earth, um, of the, dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils, and breathed, of, and breathed the breath of life. And man became a living soul. All right, so again, the soul is divided into three parts. You got your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, today we're going to be focusing on a part of the soul called the mind um, in, in particular today. Uh, and I hope that y'all enjoy this. So we're just going to dive right in. So our anchor scripture that we're going to be using today will be coming from Proverbs 4.23. Um, and it reads as follows. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Now, note that when I use the word heart today and I use the word mind, these two words are synonymous, synonymous with each other. So they're one and alike. So if I say the word heart, if, if I say the word mind, I mean, they are the same thing. I mean, the heart is a mind and the mind is a heart. OK, so as we begin to talk about the mind, I want to give you a visualization of the mind to help us better understand it. OK, so just think with me for a second. Just close your eyes. Think of a field. Just think of an empty field. Right now, when you see this field, you're probably seeing a lot of dirt. All right. So your mind is like a field, like the empty field. This is what your mind looks like. Right. Now, as you look at this field, all you see is that first layer. All you see is that top layer. All you see is that top soil. But just like a natural field and like your mind, there's more to see than what you're actually looking at. OK, so your mind is actually in your in the, rather the soil of a field. The, the field is divided into three different layers. I'm going to give you the anatomy of the field. I'm going to give you a little agriculture one on one. OK, so the three layers of a field consist of the hummus layer, the topsoil layer. And we have these subsoil layers, okay? The hummus layer, the topsoil layer, and the subsoil layer. All right, so this first layer of soil um, is if you, go out, if you go out to a field and you begin to walk on the field, you're probably walking on the hummus part of the field, okay? That's the first part. Now, contrary to its name, the topsoil is actually the second layer of a field. That's the part of the field, just kind of think about like this, when a, a mother goes with her child and they plant some seeds, they get a little miniature shovel and they begin to dig a little hole. That hole that they plant, rather, rather the plant, when they, when they get a seed, they plant, they put the seed inside the hole. Um, that seed is called, rather that soil is called the topsoil, where they place the seed inside the little miniature pit. That miniature pit is called the topsoil, so that's the second layer. All right, now this third layer is called the subsoil layer. 
Um, this is the deeper level, the deeper layer, or rather the deeper level that cannot be seen. Uh, this is where the seed initially grows down into uh, the earth before it breaches the topsoil and hummus and bring forth fruit. All right, so let's go. Over, we're going to go over that again. We got the hummus layer, the first layer, uh, the topsoil layer. This is where the seed is actually placed and planted into, and we have the subsoil layer, and this is where seeds are rooted, or where they be, where they get roots, or where the roots come uh, become deeper. Okay. So we're gonna uh, kind of transfer to the breakdown of the mind. We're gonna make this applicable to the mind, okay? So like this field, your mind is divided into three different layers, okay? You have the non-concentrated mind, or also known as the hummus layer of the mind. This is a part of the mind where, if you think about it in a sense like this, let's say that I'm at work in my office, right? Now every night, people walk back and forth all the time. They're talking. Uh, many conversations all throughout the night. Now, I'm hearing it, but I'm not really paying attention to it. So what's coming into my mind is, is, is actually going to the hummus part, the hummus part or the non-concentrated part of my mind because I'm not concentrating on it, okay? We have a second layer of the mind, which is called the conscious mind or the topsoil layer. This is where we plant seeds into, all right? So when we think about the, uh, when we think about the mind, when we hear these words, uh, we plant words or seeds into the topsoil layer of our minds, okay? So let's think about it like this. Let's say I'm back inside my office again, right? I'm sitting down. People are walking back and forth. You know, I'm not really listening, but somebody, something catches in my ear. Somebody says something, or maybe they say my name, right? If I give my attention to that thing, I'm now allowing that thing to be uh, planted into my topsoil layer or to be planted into my concentrated mind. All right, now number three would be the subconscious mind or also known as a subsoil layer of the mind. Now, the, this is the part of the mind um, which we're not fully aware of, um, but this part of the mind influences our actions and feelings, okay? So think about it like this. If you don't see any fruit in the field, there's no roots. If you see fruit in the field, then there's roots, okay? So I'm going to say it again. So if there's a fruit, there has to be roots. If there's a fruit, there has to be roots, okay? All right, so... When we're talking about these seeds that are planted, we are talking about words because a word is a seed and a seed is a word. All right. Now, Jesus is one who understands this concept um, and break down the mind quite well. So let's kind of jump to uh, verse three and it reads as follows. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds as he scattered it across his field. Some of the seeds fell on, on a footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant, so they produced no grain. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was dirty, sixty, and even a hundred times as much as it had been planted. Then he said, talking about Jesus said this, then he said, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and to understand and should understand. So again, as I said earlier, a seed is a word and a word is a seed. And if we go a little bit further in this parable that Jesus is speaking to uh, to the people, he, uh, he he says that he says in Mark four, chapters 14, he says the farmer sows the word. So that, that seed that he's talking about is a word. Now, this particular word that he's talking about is the word of the gospel of the kingdom or the seed of the gospel of the kingdom. Now, this particular seed is one seed that Satan tries so hard to make sure that 
uh, that it doesn't take root, that it doesn't uh, become planted. All right. Because he knows that if this is planted and it begins to develop roots and begins to produce a fruit, that fruit can produce 30, 60 and even 100 times what was sown. So what does Satan do? If he can, the first thing that he will do, he'll come inside your field, the, the, the seed of the gospel of the kingdom. First thing he'll try to do is just take it away. If he can do that, that saves him a lot of trouble. It saves him a lot of turmoil. It saves him a lot of pain. So that's, he, that's his initial thing that he'll try to do. He'll come and he'll try to take that seed. All right. And we can see this in Mark 4, uh, verse 15. And it reads, some people are like a seed or rather some people are like seed along the, uh, along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and take the word away uh, that was sown in them. So uh, like, like a natural seed, right? Uh, you have to give it time to become rooted. You know, so this seed that Jesus wants to plant into the hearts of man, you have to give it time to become rooted. All right. So you plant the seed into the topsoil or into the conscious mind, which is what Jesus is trying to do. He's trying to plant a seed into your conscious mind. Right now. In order for this thing to produce fruit, it has to reach the subconscious mind or the subsoil layers of your mind. All right. So it's a little bit more to that than than just, you know, planting seed and it just grows roots. All right. In order for something to grow roots, you have to tend to it. You have to tend to a seed. All right. So when it comes to farming, you know, any farmer will tell you when he's farming, this, when he's planting a seed, the most important part of the whole entire process is tending to the seed. All right. So tending to a seed is the most important and seemingly difficult part of the process because it requires the most care to the seed that can no longer be seen. Now, during this time, it takes a lot of work. A lot of work is required to tend to a seed. All right. So uh, things such as watering, we got to make sure that the stay does rather make sure that the soil stays in the ideal condition. Um, we got to make sure to keep the snakes out, the critters out. And we got to make sure the birds don't come in and eat the seed up. All right. So not only does this require all these things, but it also requires a high level of patience because this is the longest part of the process. So about this time, individuals usually become tired. And the reason we become tired is because uh, during, uh, during these things over and over again, watering, making sure that the soil is good, killing the snakes, shooting the birds again and again and again. Uh, we become tired because we can't actually see anything happening. So when a farmer is in his field and once he plants a seed, all of this stuff that he's doing, there's nothing actually happening, but he still has to do these things. And during this time, a lot of people are usually farmers or, or we, we become tired, right? So, and I would become tired too. And um, another word for tired is weary. So we're going to turn to Galatians 6 and 9 and it reads, let us not become weary and doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. All right. So about this time right here, again, this is the most important part when it comes to farming is tending to a seed that cannot be seen. All right. So when a farmer plants a seed right into the topsoil or let's make rather let's make this applicable to the mind. When, when, when God plants a seed in our hearts and in, in the hearts of men into the field of our hearts. Right. He plants the seed. Right. And what we have to do is he plants the seed, but we have to be responsible of making sure that this seed is tended to. All right. So we got to water the seed. So we water the seed by having faith. We water the seed with our faith. All right. Um, if we continue to do this, if we have faith and if we have a, a, a agreement with what God is saying regarding the seed, it will produce a fruit. All right. So, again, the seed has to be planted into the topsoil. It has to grow roots into the subsoil. And then fruit will be produced. 
So in other words, the, plant, the, word that God, the word that God has for us has to be planted into our minds, into the conscious part of our minds. It has to take roots into our, sub, our subconscious in order, for, uh, in order for fruit to be produced in our lives. Amen? All right. So, all right. So let's see here. Now, we know that when a devil speaks, he speaks lies. All right. So, again, a word is a seed and a seed is a word. And God can plant a word into our hearts. Now, the enemy can also plant, plant a word into our hearts as well. All right. So the enemy can plant words. People around us, our peers, our family, our friends, our co-workers can plant words as well. So we got to be mindful of this. OK, so uh, with that, we're going to we're going to jump to Mark four uh, chapters 18 through 19. And it reads still still others like seed sown among thorns. Hear the word of God. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. If there are thorns in your field that if there are thorns in your field, that means someone has planted a thorn um, and it wasn't the Lord. All right. So a plant is a, a thorn is a plant, which means somebody planted that. All right. So an enemy can come and plant these things. People can come and plant these things. And um, we can actually pin these things into our own selves if we speak stuff. All right. So the interest, the interesting part about a thorn seed is that it has a quick expiration. When it's not inside the ground, it has a quick expiration date. And um, they have to be sown immediately. Otherwise, they're ineffective. So if you have a thorn seed, if you go to the store, you probably can't buy, buy them at the store because, again, they have a quick expiration date. But if you have if you get your hands on some thorn seeds, right? You have to plant those things as soon as possible. Otherwise, they will become ineffective. All right. So in the same manner, uh, when a devil comes and he brings a word to you, if you can just resist for a time, that word will become ineffective. When people come around you and begin to speak words to you that are negative, if you resist it for a time, those words will become ineffective. And we can see this um, in Matthew 4 when Jesus was tempted uh, by Satan. The Satan, Satan brought a word to Jesus. He was trying to get him to do this or to do that and to do this. Now, notice that this wasn't like a long you know, uh, 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 just long process. It was three times that Satan tempted Jesus. Just three times. That's one, two, three. That's not many times, right? So, in, in the same manner, uh, when a, when Satan brings a word to us, or when people bring a word to us, if we can just resist for a period of time, that word will have to. It will become ineffective. All right. So, I'm going to go to James four and seven, and um, it reads as follows. It says, "Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you." All right. Submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when we when the, when the devil bring these things, bring these things to us, when he brings the word to us, when people bring negative words to us, uh, words that, that, that may be planted into our hearts. If we can just resist these things, if we don't give them any power, if we don't give them even a time, you know, they will become ineffective. All right. Amen. All right. So. Let's see right here. I like the way that the message Bible puts it. James four and seven. It says, let God rather. So let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. All right. So when you think about the field of your mind, you can't have God's seeds or God's word and the devil's word and they just coexist with, with, with each other. You can't do it. it. It doesn't work. If you do that, it's going to be like the thorny heart 
when the devil plants a seed, it, 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 it comes up with fruit and it comes up with plants, but those plants will suffocate God's word and vice versa. If you let God's word be produced into your heart, that word will suffocate the enemy's plants. Okay. All right. So do not allow his words. Um, do, do not allow the words of the devil uh, come into your field. All right. Because oftentimes it causes to sin and produce a variety of fruit that isn't very tasteful and it is rather painful. Okay. So we should be mindful of those. Inner, so we should be mindful of those in our inner circle, uh, what they're speaking to us, our friends, our associates, our coworkers, etc. Uh, we need to begin to evaluate those around us and ask yourself what kind of words that these people are speaking to me. What kind of words are they speaking over themselves? All right, because whatever words they're speaking, that that that's what's coming from their heart. That's what's coming from the field of their mind. That's their fruit. All right. So if we go to Luke six thirty five, it reads. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. All right. And um, if we go to Proverbs 18 and 21, it reads as follows. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit thereof. Again, we're, we're talking about the field of your mind. When you think about a field, fruit comes from a field. Plants come from a field. So the fruit of our bodies, or rather the fruit of our minds comes from our mouth. It comes from what we speak. All right. So when God begins to place a word into our hearts, we should begin to agree with that word. We should be we should uh, uh, begin to agree with that seed that he places into our heart. All right. Um, and contrary, when a devil places a word into our heart, when people place negative words into our heart, or try to speak these things over us, we should we should resist these things and they'll become ineffective. Amen. All right. So let us go back to the field of our minds and see just how important it is to keep our field in good condition. All right. So first Peter five and eight reads this. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a warring lion looking for someone to devour. All right. So to be sober minded, this means to be clear minded. And again, we're talking about the field of the mind. So to be sober minded means means to have a clear field. All right. Any farmer will tell you. When he's planting, when he's planting seeds, first thing that he wants to do is make sure his, his his field is clean. All right. So, if we keep going right here, if you think about a line, right? If you think about a line in the safari desert or whatever they dwell in, okay? Uh, he doesn't. He a lion never attacks his prey just by walking up beside it and just pouncing on it. A lion always sneaks up. But in order for a lion to sneak up, it needs some stubble. It needs some grass. All right. So. The Bible refers to the devil as a lion in a sense. So this is what the devil does. He'll, if, if you don't have your mind clear, if you don't have the field of your mind clear, grass will begin to grow. These high grasses, these, these things of life will be to begin to grow. And what that does, it gives camouflage to the enemy. So what he does, as a lion does, he'll sneak up. He'll, 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 he'll sneak up slowly. He'll walk upon you slowly. He'll keep coming slowly. And you don't ever see him. Think about a gazelle in a safari desert. A, a gazelle doesn't even notice a lion coming. You know, so that lion sneaks up, sneaks up, sneaks up, and goes for the kill because we know the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy, right? So in the same manner, like a lion, that's what he does, all right? So we have to be mindful and intentional to not allow the words, um, uh, to not allow the words or seeds that will produce, uh, that will not produce good fruit to be planted into our fields, um, to yield his truth, because if we do this, it be, it, it, 
stuff other than the uh, stuff other than God's word will begin to be produced. So these high grasses, these, wor- these worries of life, all this stuff that is not beneficial for us will begin to be produced into our mind. Distractions. OK. And if we allow these things to be produced into our minds, we're giving the enemy access to sneak up on us to enter in unknowingly. All right. So. What, so how, how do we come against these things? What, what's the remedy to this? All right. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, and it reads, uh, cast down arguments, every high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. All right. So let's think about this for a second. I'm reading it again. It says casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity uh, to the obedience of Christ. So when you think about a thought, when, when somebody speaks a word, that word becomes personal when you receive it, and that word becomes a thought. So if I say something to you, uh, if I say my name, Caleb, 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 I begin to say that and again and again and again and again, that, that word is going to become a thought. You're going to be thinking it in your head. And again, your feel or the mind is like a feel. So when we, be, when we take these thoughts in, uh, if, we, if we don't be mindful of what these thoughts are and, and, and evaluate these seeds, we may plant some bad seeds into our into our field. All right. So let's go to James 1, 19. It reads as follows. Understand this, beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. All right. Uh, for the for the anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God or the behavior which uh, which he requires from us. So get rid of all uncleanliness and with all and with a humble spirit, receive the word which God has implanted um, into the hearts of man, which is which has the ability to save your soul. Now, I'm going to read this again from the amplified version, and it reads as follows. Let everyone be quick to hear. And in parentheses, it says, be careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, a speaker or carefully cho- a speaker or carefully chosen words and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us all. So get rid of all uncleanness and all that remains uh, and all that remains a wicked and all the remains of wickedness. And with a humble spirit, receive the word of God, which is implanted or actually rooted into your heart, which is able to save your soul. All right, so let's break this down for a second. It's three things that I want to point out that, that we're going to talk about. First thing is quick to hear. Why, why is it important to be quickly to, to, to do this? Or why, why is it important to, to, uh, uh, to, to hear quickly? Or have, why is it important to hear quickly? All right. Now, the thing that, uh, that w- the thing is, we can't always affect what people say to us. We can't control what people say. We, we can't control the words that people speak to us. All right. People are going to say things hurtful to us. People may say things that uplift us. But nevertheless, we can't control the things that people say to us. All right. So um, let me see here. When a devil speaks the word, he speaks lies. And we know that he's the father of all lies, right? He, he's the father of all lies, all right? Uh, so what we can do according to this word is to be careful, be a careful, thoughtful listener. Uh, when things are said to us, 
We need to evaluate these things that are said. That means to be a quick listener, to hear quickly. All right, so again, seeds enter into our mind through our ears. We hear a word and the seed is planted. All right, so be mindful of what you're listening to. Be mindful of what people are saying to you. Don't just accept everything people are saying, all right? Because when you begin to accept something, it begins to be planted into your uh, into the topsoil of your mind and it'll begin to take root into the subsoil of your mind or the subconscious of your mind and it'll begin to produce a fruit. Amen? All right. So the second thing is slow to speak. So choose your words carefully. Uh, this is important because the moment we begin to agree with a word or with a seed that is planted into our mind, we give that thing power and authority to grow. All right. So when, when God speaks a word to us, uh, it, it, we are supposed to agree with the word God, with the word of God. We're supposed to agree with His word, right? In the same manner, when the devil, when the devil speaks a word to us, or when people speak words to us, and we know the devil speaks lies, so everything he says is, is not truthful. It's lies, all right. And when people uh, speak negative words to us, uh, if we begin to agree with these things, they will become rooted, and it will, it will give them power to grow. That's why the word says, "Slow to speak." All right, so be quick to hear, slow to speak. Choose your words carefully when you, when you receive a word. Be mindful of what you're saying. All right. The last thing is slow to get angry. All right. And this one is the most important. All right. You should never get mad at anyone else because of the fruit they're producing. Um, our emotions, which is part of our soul, is a quick way, probably the quickest way to allow the enemy to sneak in and plant his seeds. And we can see this in, um, in, in the book of Genesis with Cain. Um, so this is um, we're going to read from the book of Genesis. Uh, Chapter four, verses one to ten. Now it says, now Adam had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and she named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it became time, when it when it was time for harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn land from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel's, Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so uh, dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and become its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go into the fields. And while they were in the fields, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and you are banished from the land which has swallowed your which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will your ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be as homeless. You will be a homeless wanderer, wanderer of the earth. So we can see that Cain became angry. And again, we can't we, we got to make sure we keep our emotions in check because this is a quick way that the enemy will come in and, and, and destroy our field and, 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 and produce seeds or rather plant seeds of sin and, and see all these seeds of jealousy as he did with Jane, as he did with Cain. And when he plants a seed, in this case, he planted a seed of jealousy in the mind of Cain and it produced a fruit of murder. He killed his brother. All right. So again, we got to be quick to hear slow to speak and slow to get angry. 
All right. So let's see here. As we begin to close, I want to bring back to our I want to bring us back to our anchor scripture, which was Proverbs 4 and 24. And it reads, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Now, we have to become very intentional about the words and the seeds that people place into the fields of our minds. We can't always control the words that people speak to us. All right. But we can control what we allow to take root. All right. And then. I want to bring the scripture back to your attention. I'm going to end with the scripture right here. James 1 verses 21 from the Amplified Version. And it reads, so get rid of all uncleanliness and all that remains wicked. And with a humble spirit, receive the word of God, which was implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. All right. So we're going to kind of stop right there for today. But I want to bring it to your attention that you got to be mindful of what's in your field. We got to take care of our fields, the field of our minds. The, the, the mind is a part of our soul that is so essential and it can uh, determine the course of our lives. So be careful what we accept. Be careful when people speak to us. Again, we can't control or always control what people say, but what we can control is what takes root. Sorry, so when the devil begins to speak lies to you, don't agree with his word, begin to proclaim the word of God over your life. Because again, when you begin to when you begin to agree with a word, you give it power to come to pass. So if you agree with the word of the enemy, if you agree with his lies, his lies will become will become true in your life. If you be, if you if you begin to agree with people, you know, negative words from our coworkers or, or our friends or even our family in some cases. If we begin to agree with those words, these lies and, and these words will become will, will, will produce a fruit. All right. These, these seeds will produce a fruit. All right. So be mindful of that and be careful what you let in. All right. So that's all that I have for you today. Uh, I hope that you got something from this. I hope that you begin to evaluate yourself and evaluate your field. Uh, look into the field of your mind. Ask the Lord to reveal stuff that isn't right, stuff that shouldn't, be, that shouldn't be there, and he will help you clean your field up. All right? Amen. Um, I'm going to pray all out, all right? So, dear Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father God, I just ask you, Lord God, that you speak to every person, Father God, that's hearing this broadcast, Lord God. Speak to the person that, that, that is hearing this broadcast, Lord God. I pray that you look into the field of our minds, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray that you look into our fields, Lord God, and begin to clean our fields, Lord God. Help us clean our fields, Father God. Help us to, to have good, fertile soil, Father God, in our mind, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, help us to get rid of all the snakes, Father God, all the critters, all the birds that may try to come and destroy our fields, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, any seeds that have been planted, Father God, that they are not good seeds, Father God, uh, I ask that we, we ask that you remove these seeds right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, we, we receive your seed, Father God, which is your word, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And we know that your word has the ability to produce life in the name of Jesus. So we receive your word today, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the praise, Lord God, the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, everybody. I'll see y'all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.